episode number 36, you cannot outwork your anxiety. In this episode, we're going to be talking about what does it mean to be addicted to busyness? What does it mean to experience high-functioning anxiety? What are some behaviors you could look out for within yourself to identify this behavior? And what are three tangible ways you could move forward? We're getting right to it in three, two, one. Welcome to the Heal Your Burnout Podcast, where us hustlers come together to have solution-focused conversations weekly. My name is Amber Connolly, a former burnt-out clinician and academic turned transformative coach. If you are a productive patty, miss I can do it all, or if you are ready to ditch the exhaustion, you have come to the right place. Each week I'll be providing you with wellness tips and trainings, inspiring you to look within replace habits that are keeping you stuck, and offering insights to help you maintain your brilliance. If you are craving clarity, self-care, support, and mindset hacks, look no further. This is where your energy can be reignited and your hope can be restored. What's up, you guys? This week we are talking about anxiety. And if you're anything like me, Anxiety needs no introduction. I've known anxiety for a very long time. I truly think I was born with it. So what I found is in many high performers or especially in in high performing women, high functioning anxiety is very common and it's associated with a lot of different behaviors from being type A to people pleasing to feeling this constant pressure to be busy. So today we're going to be talking about a mixture of all of these things. And I'll start off by saying I am by no means a licensed therapist, a psychologist. I cannot diagnose anyone with anxiety, but what I can do is share my experience and share some of the experiences that I hear about from my clients. And I could give you different tactics that have helped me and also that have helped them. I will say if you are in extreme emotional distress, if you are having very severe panic attacks, if you are having thoughts of harming yourself, definitely seek medical help. Seek treatment, reach out to your doctor, and um, do what you need to do to be well. That being said, let's get right into it. I know for me, like I said, struggled with anxiety for years, and I was always putting this pressure on myself to be perfect. But if you ask me at the time, are you a perfectionist or Do you struggle with not wanting to let people down? I would say, no, I'm fine. Like, I don't need to be perfect always. But deep down, I really didn't want to let anyone down. And I didn't want to be perceived as lazy, as incompetent. I was very fearful of what other people thought of me, especially professionally and in my personal relationships. And because of this predisposition, of anxiety, it was just the perfect storm for me to be addicted to being busy because busyness seemed to mask the symptoms of anxiety. So what I mean by that is if I kept my schedule really full, if I didn't have to hit the pause button and stop, I didn't have to be alone with my anxiety because when I would be alone with my anxiety, that's where things would really go south and I would really feel uncomfortable. So I always felt the need to be hustling around, getting things done, and it was ultimately to feel like I was good enough, to feel like I was doing a good enough job, to really prove to myself that I wasn't lazy, 
and like I said, to not let anyone down. So here are some examples and you could see if you see any of these behaviors within yourself. So I always had this pressure on myself to get things done and I always felt like I was under the gun and I put these expectations on myself that weren't in reality happening. So what I mean by that is, say for instance, my boss, I sent a report to my boss and my boss went through my my report and sent me back feedback and say I received the feedback at the end of the workday. And it didn't matter what I had planned after work. It didn't matter what the rest of my evening was going to look like. I would get that email and I would think, okay, I'm under the gun. The expectation is I need to go through this feedback and instantly kick back my edits. When in all reality, my boss never said that. It was an expectation I was placing on myself. I wanted to right the wrongs. I didn't want to be perceived as quote unquote wrong. So I wanted to make the the corrections that were necessary and bring the product right back to the boss to then get it approved so that it's off my plate. And I would tell myself, well, I need to do it now. I need to stay late, work on this now. Or another example, if I was ever faced with the question of taking on extra projects or staying late, I felt this pressure of, I better say yes now. And before I could even process, like, do I really want to be saying yes? Yes was flying out of my mouth because I felt like I didn't want to be perceived as someone who turned down opportunities or I didn't want to be perceived as someone who was incompetent or who was weak, who needed to say no to things or who wasn't interested because then I had this fear that if I said no, I would be passed up for future opportunities. And this could be a whole other episode on when to say yes and when to say no, but This also could be a sign that you're taking on too much or that you're filling your schedule excessively or that you like to be busy or you're struggling with being overly busy. So that that is some of the the behaviors that I noticed within myself. Or when I was asked to do a favor for other people, I found myself saying yes, thinking I don't want to let them down, when really if I said no, I wouldn't be letting anyone down. They would not love me or not care about me any less. It was this false expectation that I put on myself. So some other examples I I hear from some of my clients is just taking on favors that you really have no business taking on because your schedule's already too full. Family members asking to get together for social things that you might simply not want to go to or you might not have time to go to. And feeling the pressure to say yes when you want to say no just overall feeling this pressure to to show up in in whatever capacity, professionally or personally. And you really know that you're stretching yourself too thin when you have no time. You have no time to sleep. You have no time to rest. You have no time to play, to go outside, to be creative. You have no time outside of your packed schedule. And You might even find yourself forgetting things. That's another good sign that you're, uh, I say good, but that's another indicator, I should say, that you're taking on too much. You might even go go from being an excitable person or an extremely outgoing person or maybe a really mindful, quieter person, but still like at your core, you feel happy to someone who just feels like you're very flat. You're not happy, you're not sad, you're somewhere in the middle, you're just kind of there. So you could that could be a very clear indicator if you have this aggressive shift in personality, but not so aggressive that you can't get out of bed in the morning, you're just somewhere in the middle. You're kind of this flat, 
mm, I'm there, I'm indifferent. You might find yourself multitasking all the time. So you might be at your kid's soccer game, but at the same time you're answering emails, you're chit-chatting with a business prospect, you're doing 12 million things at once and you're not being present. You're, you're being pulled in too many directions. And last but not least, you feel like you always need to be plugged in, always need to be checking your emails, always need to be responding. And I think with this one goes back to the expectation of always being under the gun, feeling like you need everything right here, right now. And when you have anxiety, beneath anxiety is a false narrative that we tell ourselves. And that narrative is different for every single person. But I know for me, it often a lot was that fear of judgment. What are other people going to think of me? This fear of being lazy, this fear of not being safe. If I don't do this, maybe I'll lose my job. That's just an example. So anxiety is your body panicking, freaking out that something bad is going to happen. And often when you're a high performer, completing a task could give you a false a false validating feeling of, I'm safe. Okay, so I was feeling super anxious. I'm worried what my boss thinks of me, but I stayed late and I got this task done, so I feel better. I'm not worried that my boss thinks that I'm lazy now, at least not for the next five minutes. But what we know about anxiety is it is chronic. It doesn't go away. It's not something that you complete a task once and it solves everything. It's a chronic behavior, and so is busyness addiction. Keeping your schedule full and having that feeling of, Being alone with your thoughts is scary. And I know for me, it would show up as at the end of the day, I would sit down to just unwind, watch TV before bed, and I would feel the need to stand up and like vacuum, dust, clean. I would look around my house and think of all the things that I didn't get done. And I would be really hard on myself. I would think you're so lazy. You didn't even dry your dishes from dinner and put them in, put them away or everything is so dusty, your house, I would go from everything is so dusty to your house is filth, nothing is in order, how can you sit here when you should be doing all of these things? So it was just this discomfort of being still, so uncomfortable with being still. And I I will go as far as to say it felt like I was jumping out of my skin. But it was all these expectations that I put on myself to be perfect or to have everything in order And it was all driven by anxiety. And really, that discomfort was me being uncomfortable with being alone with my anxiety. So what the heck can you do instead? Well, definitely recognize where are you struggling? When do you feel the most pressured to always be busy or always be getting things done? And know that our bodies, as human beings, we need rest. We need rest, we need connection with other human beings, we need play, we need time outside. Those are four non-negotiable things. And what I mean by play is non-productive time. Time where you can just be you, you could do something that you enjoy, something that you could lose yourself in, something that energizes you and that makes you feel good. And it could be alone, it could be with other people, whatever that looks like for you. So knowing that we need these four things, start looking at where where can I tend to these needs? Rest, time outside, play, connection with other human beings. How do I stack up with these? Am I resting? Am I playing? Am I getting outside? Where can I start small and start scheduling these activities into my week? And it's not going to be huge. It might look like For three minutes today, I'm going to sit outside without my phone. 
I'm going to disconnect. I'm going to take some deep breaths and I'm going to start here. So those things again are rest, play, human connection, and time outside. So once you figure out where you want to start or where you're deficient, a mindset hack is giving yourself grace. Notice where am I putting false expectations on myself? So don't be afraid to ask yourself, well, why? Why do I feel that way? Oh, I I constantly need to be cleaning and making sure everything's in order in my house. Well, why? Where did that come from? Why do I think that? Who am I trying to impress? Why do I think that having a dusty home and dusting it tomorrow or in three days from now, why am I so hyper-focused on that? What is it about that? What is really going on here? Not being afraid to ask yourself those hard questions and being compassionate to yourself. Hey, it's okay. It's okay that things aren't going to be perfect. It's okay if you don't do the dishes after dinner sometimes. It doesn't work out. Then you need to do it the next day. That is okay. It's okay to give yourself a break. It's okay to rest. It's called being kind to yourself. So look for opportunities to give yourself some grace. And last but not least, I would say one of the most important things is reach out for help. Reach out. Reach out to a friend. If you're in a severe situation where your anxiety is really severe, reach out to a medical professional. Even if your anxiety is mild and it feels like you can't contain it, reach out to a professional for help, a therapist, your family doctor, whoever that needs to be. Reach out to a friend. Find a trusted family member. Find someone that you can vent to or that you can talk to, that you can relate to. And make sure outside of that that you're scheduling human connection time into your week because it's so easy to keep your schedule so so full and to really let social social time fall to the wayside. So I hope these tips help you identify any sort of high-functioning anxiety, busyness in your own life, and I hope those three tips help you move forward. Tending to your knees, reaching out for help, and giving yourself some grace. I will see you in the next episode. In the next episode, episode 37, we're going to be talking about self-sabotage, covering four different anxious thought patterns. I'll see you in the next episode. Hey friend, before you leave, please head on over to iTunes Podcast and search for Heal Your Burnout. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button, give us a five-star review, and help us spread the word about our show. I would love to connect with you on social media. My Instagram handle is at Amber underscore Connolly underscore. And until next time, I'm sending you so much love and light, and I can't wait to keep moving forward with you.